It is not the things that you do that make God love you or the things that you do that make him hate you. He loved you before you were formed. And that message is going to you as well who's been probably doubting God's love because of one or two things that you've consistently done or maybe you feel so sinful you think God resents you. God does not resent you. Hello and welcome to the Waiting Bride of Christ podcast. My name is Fiona and I am so delighted to have you on here. I'm so glad that you clicked on this and that you're listening and I really hope that you take something home. Well, I'm thinking you're probably going to be home as you're listening. So what I meant to say was that I hope you pick up a thing or two that will be useful to you in your faith journey. If you're new here, the purpose of the Waiting Bride of Christ podcast is to remind believers in Christ that they're not alone in this faith journey, that whatever trials and tribulations they may face are common to man and a lot of us have faced it too and by the grace of God we have come out victorious. And so this podcast exists to encourage each believer this is a space where i would like us to encourage one another as we walk this faith because it is not something that we can do alone it takes combined effort to really walk the journey faithfully looking upward and hoping for that glorious day when the lord will say well done good and faithful servant so i share a lot of reflections about my faith walk on this platform i talk about things that i've experienced how i've grown in my journey and how all these have shaped me and shaped or informed how i see god and how i relate with him if you're on Instagram and you'd like to follow the Waiting Bride of Christ, you can find me on the dot waiting dot bride dot of Christ. That's the dot waiting dot bride dot of Christ. And if you'd like to read some of the articles, you can log on to www.thewaitingbrideofchrist.com. That's www.thewaitingbrideofchrist.com. And if you're someone who loves videos, you can watch some of my videos on YouTube by just searching Fiona Aching. That's Fiona Aching. Aching is spelled A-C-H-I-E-N-G and you can find some of the videos over there. So once again, welcome to this very episode. If you haven't listened to any of the other episodes, please feel free to listen to them after this or you can pause this and have a listen and then come and listen to this one. In this episode, I want to talk about something that is very, very dear to my heart. I actually really contemplated a lot before deciding to come here and speak about it. And it's about God's love. And I want to share how, for the longest time, I had a very interesting flawed perception of God's love towards me the things that I based God's love on were very questionable let's just say that before I I truly understood my faith and why I believed what I believe I was very legalistic you know I, I was the kind of person who would think that you know if you 
don't do this then you're not christian enough if you don't do that you're not christian enough i remember when when i was a kid and um one of my friends started talking about hell of course we were kids and we didn't understand so much about it and my the sister my, the sibling who comes after me my younger sister was quite little by then she was just a baby and so my friend came talking about hell and i don't remember whether it was a he or a she but the friend said something that along the lines of you you burn for eternity like your finger burns just bit by bit bit by bit like let's say your index finger would spend a whole year burning before the next finger and then the next finger and i thought to myself that is so much torture i am disclaimer i'm not saying that this is what happens okay i'm sharing a conversation i had with a friend when i was a kid right it's insane i don't even know how the child got access to this information because obviously there could be some error with it but that is what we were talking about and so as a child i thought to myself how can god be so cruel how can he let somebody's finger burn for one year and then the next finger and then the next finger and i thought of my little sister and she was so tiny and i thought to myself she hasn't done anything like she 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 hasn't sinned she's never hit me she's never stolen from anybody how can god burn such an innocent little girl well for me i knew i had done things that i shouldn't have done i stole from my parents i hope they're not listening to this i i was mean to my friends i mean i did a lot of things that were questionable but my little sister she was a tiny little girl how can a tiny little girl burn like that and so from there i started having this weird fear of god and who he was and my perception was that god is this angry person who is always waiting to see you make a mistake so that he can be like aha i caught you right there you did the mistake and i'm going to punish you that is the perception i had and i didn't realize how much this had become a part of me until i was grown and i was at university meeting people who were different from me i'm talking about christians and non-christians right when i say non-christians i'm talking about everybody else from the other religion when i say christian i mean everybody else who wasn't part of my denomination i was born an adventist and then i made a decision to become an adventist about two three years ago after really understanding um, the faith for myself right and so before i understood the faith and why i was really an adventist i had a lot of difficult moments with other fellow christians who weren't adventist you know because the way we did things were very different our worship days were very different you know our some some of our values seemed to also differ a lot right and in my university i there were we were only two adventists right uh, myself and a male friend but he was a senior so he would eventually leave and then i would end up being the only adventist in the whole university which was very difficult terribly terribly difficult and so it was really hard to hold my ground and that's a story for another day being the only adventist who also did not understand why she was adventist made it even harder for me to 
try to explain what I believed and explain my then flawed perception of God, right? And so I would think that I was in the right and they were in the wrong. And I almost dared to imagine that if anybody else had chosen a different denomination from Adventism, they would be loved less by God. You know, that is actually a thought that I battled with for a very long time, right? And these are friends that I had grown with, I had come to love. They had become the community that I had wherever I was far away from home. And I I, I never saw anything wrong with them, you know. To some point, I thought, hey, why not, you know, be part of them? I mean, it's just a denomination, just join in, etc. But that voice that rang in my head telling me, oh, God's going to love you less. God's going to love you less. It couldn't stop ringing in my head, you know. And it wasn't just about the faith matter. It was about, let's say, how I lived my life, for instance. I'm not advocating for living your life in a way that you know you definitely shouldn't, right? But... I was living according to the belief that if I did anything contrary to any legalistic way of doing things, I was definitely going to go to hell. Let me give a generic example. For instance, let's say if you, if I, okay, if I decide to eat meat, right? And let's say I come from a place where I'm told that I shouldn't eat meat. And then one time I eat meat, let's say I just eat one piece. What will be running through my head is the whole idea of how God is now going to love me less because I did something that I wasn't supposed to do according to what has been said before me that I'm supposed to do. So I'm somebody who really follows rules. Like I'm very stuck on rules. If if you tell me do this, do this, do this and ingrain it in my mind, I'm going to do exactly that. And I find it hard to do anything else other than what you've actually asked me to do. So I focus on that and I do it. And so if I'm brought up in a legalistic manner and told, do this, do this, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that. That's how I grow up. And that influences how I see everything. So if I eat the meat, I'm going to think that God doesn't love me. Another episode that I would share as a generic example of um, the things that maybe I would do or say that would make me feel like God God loved me less was um, being, for instance, being in a relationship with somebody who wasn't in my denomination or from my denomination. And this is something I still struggle with, to be honest. I really, really, really thought for the longest time ever That if I ever chose to love somebody and marry somebody who was an Adventist, God's love for me would just depreciate. It would be like a very steep slope that would just go down suddenly and I would be less of a Christian. I would be less of a person. I'm not kidding you. This is really what I thought. This is the thought that I've battled with for the longest time, right? And you're probably listening to this and thinking, but oh, Fiona, that's 
I mean, that's bizarre. You know, that's just a thought. You can get it off your mind. But if you have grown up in a very legalistic manner, always doing what you're asked to do, knowing that if you don't do it, then there's a consequence and maybe there's um, a subtraction of something from it when you perform the action then obviously you're gonna feel that if you do not do what's expected then the consequence is a little less of something which can be a little less love or a little less attention you know it can be different things right and i was only realizing this now in my 20s i didn't realize it was something that was building up as i grew up there are times, I'm not going to lie, there are times when I would find myself, let's say, being attracted to somebody who wasn't really an Adventist. And I would warn myself so much. I'm like, Fiona, no, you cannot do this. You cannot tolerate this. It's not allowed. What is God going to think of you? I mean, look at you. You've been doing this for years and then you just go around and, you know, get somebody who's not within your denomination can't you see you're doing something wrong like I, I could literally hear those voices in my head and they were driving me crazy i tell you they were driving me nuts you know and this is a battle i had with god for a very 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 long time because i just couldn't understand I really couldn't understand to the point where I actually decided that, you know what, it's true what pop culture says, that love is love because it's blind. It doesn't choose. It doesn't know any denomination. So I didn't choose to feel what I'm feeling now. What do I do about this? Right. It was very difficult. It was very tough, but it challenged me in ways that I never imagined. And I'm very, very, very grateful to God for that. The whole experience was teaching me that God would not and does not hate me simply because I choose something out of the ordinary. This is not to encourage it or to encourage doing something that you know you shouldn't be doing, but to remind us that God is a God of love and he is much kinder than we imagine. You know, I shouldn't sit here and imagine that if Please take what I'm saying with a pinch of salt, right? I shouldn't sit here and imagine that if I ever decide to marry somebody out of my denomination, God is going to hate me and lock me out of heaven. I can't use my feeble mind to try to understand God's ways or his workings. But that, again, that is not to encourage us to do things that we know would lead us astray. I think we should do everything prayerfully. And if God is leading in a certain direction, then who are we to say no, right? And I'm not saying I'm in a much better place now and that I'm settled on a decision. No, I'm saying that I'm still learning God's love and how it relates to me how we relate with each other, me and him, through these experiences. And I'm really grateful that each one is really showing me that God is not like man. He does not work like us. I, as a human, can decide that if my friend does something to me that I don't like, I'm going to love him or her less. But God is not like that because Romans chapter 5 verse 8 tells us that but God commandeth his love toward us 
in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, right? That even when I was still a sinner doing the one thing that I know is really sin, what is sin? The transgression of the law, right? Let's say even before I decided to eat that one piece of meat, which I do eat meat, by the way. This I'm just using examples. But let's say I do eat that one piece of meat or I do end up marrying somebody from who's not from my denomination. I shouldn't use that to think that because I've done it, God has loved me less because he started loving me even before I started doing those other small things. He started loving me when I was breaking all his commandments, when I was transgressing his law. He loved me even before I was formed, you know, and nothing changes that. You know, there's not a single, I don't believe that there's a single thing any human being on earth can do to change how God feels towards them. You're probably thinking about maybe Judgment Day and saying, Oh no, but Fiona, how about the people who perish in the fire? See, John 3.16 is very clear. It says, For God so loved the world. It doesn't say, For God so loved only Fiona, or For God so loved your pastor, or For God so loved only the righteous people. No, he said, For God so loved the world everybody has been grouped together for god so loved the world that he gave his only son right and listen to this part that whoever believes whoever believes it is not talking about the pastor who believes or that whichever nun believes or whichever pentecostal believes or whichever adventist it hasn't really categorized anybody that it has said if anybody it's like saying if anybody hears this message if anybody hears this voice if you have wisdom understand that he is saying that if you understand this one thing and appreciate it and accept the lord jesus as your savior you will not perish but have eternal life right so the love is already there but now the condition is that for you to enter that eternal life you need to accept christ as your personal savior you know it's not saying anything along the lines of god doesn't love you because you've refused to accept him no the love has been extended to all right and then the eternal life has a condition attached to it and so it's it comes to understanding that there's really nothing there's really really honestly truly nothing we can do that can make god love us less because if he was truly like that I think he would have wiped out Adam and Eve, but he didn't. He kept them. And the book of Romans reminds us that nothing, nothing, for I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from the love of Christ. And if that wasn't true, it wouldn't be in the scripture. And even as I'm speaking to you about this right now, I feel like it's speaking more to me and making me really understand that, Fiona, it is not the things that you do that make God love you. 
or the things that you do that make him hate you he loved you before you were formed and that message is going to you as well who's been probably doubting god's love because of one or two things that you've consistently done or maybe you feel so sinful you think god resents you god does not resent you God does not resent you. You are included in the part where he says the world. You are part of it. For God so loved you that he gave his only son that if you believe, you will not perish but have eternal life. God's love for us is not contingent on our ability to remain good or to remain righteous he does not judge like that he does not look at us and think oh fiona has the ability to remain righteous so let me love her a little more than i love the other person who does not look like they have the ability to remain righteous there is no such thing god loves you because he loves you it's not because you pray 10 times every day it is not because you sing in church it is not because you do podcast series it is not because you record videos and music god loves you because he loves you and i hope you remember that i hope you remember that if your mistakes and your sin really defined you then he wouldn't have died for you on the cross but guess what he thought you were worth dying for and that is the purest expression of love ever known so if you ever doubt God's love for you look up And remember that if he didn't, if he didn't love you, he wouldn't have died for you. God bless you.